The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on this Wednesday on the early line on SportsGrid. All across the SportsGrid network. That includes SportsGrid.com slash watch. Find your favorite destination and consume everything all across the grid. I am Ben Stevens. He is Donnie Wright's side. We are here together for the next three hours up until 11 a.m. Eastern time. In DRS, in these next three hours, there is a ton to get to. A new week around the National Football League is set to begin tomorrow, Wednesday, always a big day from the NFL news and notes to set up that new week around the NFL a huge Tuesday night in college basketball and a monumental historic Tuesday evening for some in the NBA with the in-season tournament rolling on on a Tuesday for the first time ever Donnie right side three hours together up until 11 a.m. Eastern glad to be here with you Yep, absolutely. Mixing in some football. And how about yesterday having Boomer Esiason on to talk about the quarterback situation in Buffalo and whether or not he gets along with Ken Dorsey moments after the show? What happens, Ben? Ken Dorsey is relieved of his duties. So it was a perfect time to ask that question. And the question's still here. Where the Buffalo Bills go from here on out? We'll talk about that a little bit later, but a lot to get to. You are right. Let's get it started. The offensive outlook for Buffalo as the Bills are in a gauntlet in their stretch. Buffalo, a six and a half point favorite at home on Sunday afternoon, hosting the New York Jets. A ton to come around the National Football League. But Donnie, we start with a marquee Tuesday evening in college basketball. Two top 20 tilts in Chicago at the Champions Classic. It was the number one team in the country, Kansas and the National Championship favorites, taking on 17th ranked Kentucky in a blue blood battle and for a good majority of the first half into the early portion of the second half it seemed like coach Calipari and those cats would come out victorious handing Kansas their first loss of the year let's welcome in quickly DRS our sports grid radio audience here hour number one of three live on this Wednesday on TEL he is Donnie I am Ben you're listening on Sirius XM channel 159 all of our radio terrestrial affiliates now in the fold as well but Kansas rallies in the second half behind a huge performance from the transfer from Michigan Hunter Dickinson he goes off for 27 points in 21 rebounds Kansas comes back Donnie from down by as many as 14 points in that second half to win by 5 89 84 Kentucky does cover as a six and a half point underdog but Kansas gets that outright victory 
Yeah, we take a look and sort of, sort of equate the NCAA action to NBA action. It's like, oh, double-double. Everybody gets double-doubles. That's not necessarily the case in college basketball. And it's, well, Hey, I got 12 points and 10 rebounds. That's a good night. You know, how about 27 and 21? That is a phenomenal night on the biggest stage against a top-20 opponent. That's like, hey, welcome into Kansas. I'm here ready to go. Now that we had a battle test out here, we're scoring points. Let's go. And DRS, it was the first game up in Chicago last night at the United Center between Duke and Michigan State, two teams that suffered a loss in their opening week. Duke against number three, Arizona, in the updated AP Top 25. Michigan State in a stunner in their season opener against James Madison. The Dukes now in the Top 25 as well. So as we talked about with John Rothstein yesterday, DRS, one of these two teams was going to fall to one and two, a sub-500 record in the second week of the this season that team happens to be Michigan State Duke holds off the Spartans 74 65 last night in Chicago the native Chicagoan John Shire returns home and gets a win at the UC Duke covers DRS as a three and a half point favorite yeah, Duke was the better ball club coming in. I think we probably could agree that even though they slipped up against Arizona, but still Arizona, a quality opponent. Michigan State slipping up against inferior competition at home. You sort of got that vibe. And also only 20 points out of Michigan State in the first half. That's what doomed them. They actually got the offense going, Ben, in the second half, 45 points. Yeah. But it just wasn't enough. You can't go down double digits and expect to come back on a neutral court against Duke. It's not going to happen. They shot 31% from three, Donnie, but the six made triples last night for Tom Izzo's crew tripled their amount in their first two games. The shooting struggles for Sparty on display in the opening 20 minutes last night against the Blue Devils. Tyson Walker leading the way for MSU, but couldn't quite muster up the comeback. What a night it was in San Francisco, Donnie. They go to blows, the Warriors and the Timberwolves early on in the opening quarter. Clay Thompson and Jaden McDaniel get into it. Rudy Gobert gets put in the chokehold by Draymond Green, who was ejected. And then after the early skirmish, Minnesota gets the victory as the Dubs play without Stephen Curry. Minnesota, Donnie, 8-2 and two this year. And Anthony Edwards solidifying himself as one of the 10, 15 best players around the association. Yeah, he's really good. And by the way, Towns 33 and 11 in that game. It's kind of funny. Like, we open up the show yesterday. We don't know who's going to play or not play in the NBA. And I'm like, hey, I like the Warriors. So I wake up this morning and see the Warriors lost. Like, oh, that's a bad pick. And then see, hey, what was the closing line? Three and a half for the Warriors. So fantastic yeah. stuff across the court. So there you go with the win. But I love when there's skirmishes. And also, was Draymond Green getting flashbacks as if Jordan Poole was actually on the same court with him at that point here? Good to see the vibes in the NBA because if it's a tournament game and they're taking it this seriously, good for them. Absolutely so. The NBA in-season tournament means everything. And you know, Draymond was just waiting for an opportunity to put somebody in the stunner. Elsewhere, DRS, the eight-game win streak for Philadelphia comes to a close last night on their own home floor in the in-season tournament as Indiana goes into Philly and pulls off the outright upset 132-126 in a very high-scoring affair. The Pacers went outright as a five-point underdog a total that was already north of 240 at 240 in a hook still finds its way over as the Sixers snap their eight-game win streak. Yeah, we had a feeling that was going to happen. Joel Embiid's points prop 32 and a half cruises over that with 39. By the way, Embiid at 39, 12, and 6 on the night, but also Tyrese Halliburton on the opposite side, 33, 7, and 15. I love it, man. You yeah. put something around 240, we're going to have some fun in the NBA, and those superstars provided the fun. 
Yeah, absolutely so, DRS, and ain't no stopping Obi Toppin. He had 27 as well. Tyrese Maxey, like you mentioned, 27 points for Philadelphia last night. The Denver Nuggets stay perfect at home. That mile-high advantage, great for the Nuggets. They were a four-and-a-half-point favorite against the Clippers. They do not cover, but L.A. now, Donnie, losers of six in a row, all five games with James Harden in the lineup. But they covered last night. I guess that's the bigger picture here, and that's what the Clippers can lean on. Yeah. But a 3-7 start to the season, 0-6 oh, on the road, that's pretty incredible. But also, when you take a look at the Denver Nuggets, you're playing without one of your superstars, but that's okay. An off night for Jokic. Just missed a triple-double, 32-16, but yeah. only got nine assists here. Come on, big guy. Get a little bit better for us here. We need you. But Mr. June stepping up, Reggie Jackson with 18 points. Aaron Gordon also had 20 in that starting five. DRS, a changeup in the college football playoff rankings. Ohio State, no longer the number one team in the land. Georgia leapfrogs the Buckeyes to take that top spot, Donnie, in the third set of CFP rankings. You can't get enough of that, too. Hey, Ohio State was horrible last week. They all, oh, wait, no, they won by, like, five touchdowns and dropped in the standings. I love this TV yeah. show. It might, be gonna, it might get an Emmy, Ben. just might get an Emmy. DRS, you know they were waiting for Georgia to have an impressive performance, which the Bulldogs did against a top-10 team in Ole Miss, just to move Ohio State from that number one spot. And as Donnie said, the Buffalo Bills making a change yesterday, letting go of offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey. He is fired amid the Buffalo Bills' struggles, but really, is he just a scapegoat? We'll talk about it later on as TEL returns in just a little bit. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Live right here on this Wednesday on the early line on Sports Grid following a monumental Tuesday in college basketball. A marquee evening as week number two of the college basketball season in 2023-24 is now underway. The Champions Classic DRS each and every year has four programs that are atop the sport that are monumental premier programs in college hoops face off against one another the venue can change from time to time last night it was in Chicago but the four programs remain the same Kansas and Kentucky a blue blood battle to unofficially start this college basketball season and as we said at the start of the show the Jayhawks rally down by as many as 14 points in the second half to coach Cal's cats they Come all the way back to win by five, 89-84. Kentucky does cover as a six and a half 
point underdog, but DRS, that Kansas offense has been really good this year. 99 points exactly in each of their first two games. KU puts up 89 against Kentucky, a pregame number of 147.5. Skyrockets over, and Hunter Dickinson, who of course made the move from Ann Arbor to Lawrence this offseason, the most sought after transfer in the portal DRS, already paying immediate dividends for Bill Self's Jayhawks. 27 points, 21 rebounds last night against Kentucky. Yeah, you want your superstars to step up in big games here. And yes, it's still early, and sometimes the younger teams, you might want to say maybe Kentucky is a little bit younger, obviously. They should be able to mature throughout the season, and by the time that we are heading into March Madness, be tournament ready, because the questions remain. Look, I'm from I'm from South Jersey. DJ Wagner's from Camden, New Jersey. I mean, this guy was all yeah. over the place for four years in high school. Couldn't wait for him to take the next step and get to the next level of Kentucky. He's been brutal to start his career so far, which included, hey, 1-for-12 from the field yesterday, 0-for-3 from three-point range, 50% from the free throw line, four points here. You can't do that. If he has an efficient night, they probably win that basketball game. But having said that, there's a lot of hype and a lot of enjoyment that you're going to get out of DJ Wagner for Big Blue Nation moving forward. It's just not happening yet. This is the reason why you have those measuring stick games. Let's see where your team is early in the season. That way, Coach Cal goes, you know what? We're 2-1. and one. Yeah, we beat two easy teams. We go up against Kansas and lost. Now I have your guys' ears. If you want to start buying in here, let's get the season started. That's what I take out of these early season matches. I don't look at this and go like, hey, man, Kansas, number one, up. looks like they're going to be booked all the way through because they beat Kentucky in November. Not going to happen there. Watch out for Kentucky as that young team matures yeah. down the stretch. But, Donnie, this is the beautiful thing about the start of a college basketball season that greatly differs from the start of a college football season. If you play a top 20 opponent, it is not a detriment if you end up losing that basketball game. It is only a benefit to Kansas. That will be a marquee win on their resume throughout the year. That could be a difference in the seed lines come March in the NCAA tournament, but that's not going to be a loss that keeps Kentucky out of the tournament or moves them down on the seed line nothing of the sort it is a litmus test it is a great area of comparison to see where your team is and see where you need to improve and grow throughout a year and when you look at those veterans yes Hunter Dickinson is in his first year in Lawrence Kansas but of course we know him in college basketball DeWan Harris who's the point guard for Bill Self is sensational 23 points seven dimes last night Donnie he is going to orchestrate that offense all year long as you look at Hunter Dickinson, it's the big man versus the big man. They used to be in the same conference, now in different big leagues. Hunter Dickinson, that second best price at plus 430 to win the Wooden Award for the National Player of the Year. Purdue Zach Eady remains the favorite at plus 210. We have not seen a back-to-back -back Wooden Award winner, DRS, since the early 1980s in the big man for Virginia, Ralph Sampson. Coming in with that third shortest price is Kyle Filipowski, who surprised returned to Duke this year, Donnie, and it's one of the reasons John Shire and the Blue Devils feel as though they have one of, if not the most talented roster this year in 2023-24. It was John Shire, the Chicagoland kid, back inside the United Center last night, coaching Duke to a victory over one of the coaching legends in the sport, Tom Izzo and Michigan State. Donnie, as you said, the offensive woes for MSU reared their ugly head in that opening half, only 20 points 
points for Sparty in those opening 20 minutes. They started to find their groove in the second, but they dug themselves too big of a hole. Down by 11 at the break. They outscored Duke by two in the second half, but lose by nine. The Blue Devils victorious, Donnie. 74-65. Duke even covering as a three-and-a-half point favorite in Chicago. Yeah, that game, Duke made 24 free throws. You take a look at Michigan State, seven free throws. That's the difference in the ball game right there because Duke wasn't even as good as Michigan State from the three-point line, only clicking in at 27%. But if you're going to get to the free throw line and you're going to convert those free throws in a game that technically wasn't all that high scoring, you are going to get that victory. That's what Duke did here. Sparty's got a long way to go, and they're going to have a tough Big Ten stretch here. But I didn't anticipate here Sparty being one and two to start the season. Not many people had that. Listen, there's a lot of questions in East Lansing about that rotation, what the starting five looks like. Michigan State brought back everybody. A.J. Hogard, Tyson Walker, that has been their only good player offensively so far this season in their opening three games. He had 22 to lead all scores last night. Jaden Akins even returned after flirting with the NBA. Malik Hall, Monty Sissoko. But, Donnie, they got to figure out what that lineup looks like. A talented class of freshmen. Jeremy Fears at the point guard spot. Cohen Carr, one of the best athletes you will see. Xavier Booker. They need to figure out what they are doing with that rotation. So far, Donnie, that veteran starting five has not looked very good from the jump and has not looked very good offensively. As we look at the national championship odds, it's Kansas and Purdue co-favorites to win a title right now at 11-1. to Duke, that third best price alongside Arizona at 16 to 1 Kentucky there as well Michigan State Donnie has moved back they had a 15 to 1 price before the year add on five bucks after two losses in their first three games they're 20 to 1 yeah, and it makes some sense here. You're going to have some jockeying for position, even though each one of these teams has 30-plus games left on their schedule. You want to get those first analysis and say, okay, maybe we missed a little bit on Michigan State. But quite frankly, if Michigan State just didn't play so bad at home and won one of those basketball games to make them 2-0 and yeah. coming into that game and they lost to Duke by under 10 points, we really wouldn't be having that panic attack. And rightfully so, you shouldn't here. You're still trying to work through some of those kinks here. And also keep in mind, we talked about that Kansas Jayhawks team. They scored 89 points. Four points of that came off the bench. That's unsustainable there. So there's a lot of things yeah. that you're checking in with these basketball teams. Saying, okay, you have the number one team. Or do you have the number one starting five with no bench? And if you get an injury, where does that turn into? So there's a long way to go in college basketball. It's just fun yeah. to see some of these teams take each other head-to-head -head and also taking a look at some of those odds to win the national championship here. Donnie, it's a really good point, right? That's part of the early season, the silly season as well, to figure yeah. out your rotation, to know what that depth is going to look like. A top 25 tip, uh, a tilt, excuse me, in the Gavit tip-off games, the Big East versus Big Ten battle last night in Champaign, Illinois, also in the land of Lincoln, just not in Chicago. The State Farm Center was the site, Illinois, number 23 in the land against fourth-ranked Marquette. Donnie, this was a game we talked about yesterday. It was peculiar to see the Golden Eagles as the underdog despite being on the road in a difficult environment inside the State Farm Center and they made good on that money line underdog price winning outright by 7 71 64 the reigning Big East player of the year Tyler Kolick the point guard for Shaka Smart's Golden Eagles was questionable entering the game Donnie he played and put up 24 points 
Yeah, fought through that ankle injury big time there. That's nice for the Marquette Golden Eagles to go on the road and pick up that victory as you take a look at. But if you're the Eli and I, this wasn't a neutral court game, Ben. This wasn't, oh, we went to the uh, the Bahamas and played, so we're a little bit off. You can't shoot 35% on your home court here and expect to win basketball games. They lost that game. Credit Marquette for playing very, very good defense as they moved to 3-0. And DRS, you saw those national championship odds just a moment ago. 18 to 1 for Marquette, the defending Big East regular season and tournament title winners. Alongside Creighton, another Big East frontrunner at 18 to 1. The Blue Jays tested last night by Iowa in the Gavit games, but a strong second half for both teams and a ton of points across the board. 92 84, the victory for CU. They don't cover as an 11 and a half point favorite, but Donnie, the total when we spoke yesterday on TEL was 161 and a half. It closes at 164 and a half and it still screams over NBA action next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A historic night around the association, the in-season tournament in the NBA. Ten games yesterday on the Tuesday night marquee all around the NBA. DRS, we start in Philadelphia where the Sixers entered on an eight-game win streak against the Indiana Pacers in a game that featured a total of 240 and a half, fitting for an in-season tournament game. It still screams over, and the Pacers put an end to that eight-game win streak for the 76ers winning 132-126 on the road in the city of brotherly love snapping that eight game win streak for the Sixers and Donnie 132-126 by my math is 258 well over already a very lofty total of 240 and a hook yeah, Joel Embiid was sensational yesterday, 39 points there. Maxi had 27, Harris had 22. You say to yourself, how did the Sixers lose that game? And also, Ben, if I just gave you the box score and I told you 23 of 33 from the free throw line here for the for the Pacers, that's 70%. Okay, they made 23 free throws. What if I told you the Sixers shot 97% as a team from the free throw line? And that wasn't like, hey, we went on 18 of 20, 34 of 35 from the free throw line, and they lost this basketball yeah. game it was a great one all the way through it was a one-point game heading into the fourth quarter but credit the indiana the indiana pacers here seven and four now on the season and finally tripped up the sixers on their home court but is it an official home court game because this wasn't the sixers normal home court it was the court for no, the tournament it. so maybe it threw the philadelphia yeah. 76ers off so the next time if they do play a home game in the tournament just go back yeah. to your old court here and if you win never have that red court out there ever again 
Donnie, they can't do that, though. They need the red court for the in-season tournament home game. Uh, That's what it's going to look like inside the Wells Fargo Center. I thought it looked beautiful, by the way. Tyrese Halliburton on the other side was not scared by any means. 33 points, 15 dimes, 7 rebounds, 7 of 12, Donnie, from beyond the arc last night for Halliburton. You mentioned the 34 of 35 free throw performance from the charity stripe for Philadelphia. Four guys only got to the line it was tobias harris that was O of one from the free throw line uh. that was the only miss for philly joel Embiid, 17 of 17 from that free throw line tyrese maxi seven of seven d'anthony melton 10 of 10 as well donnie it was those four guys harris Embiid, maxi melton that each scored 20 plus points there were four other players on philadelphia that recorded just a single bucket or at the very least two points so the eight game win streak comes to a close for philadelphia not only donnie just their second loss of the year now eight and two straight up their second time not covering they were a five point favorite last night at home but another streak was extended last night donnie we got to keep an eye on that pacers team in indianapolis their eighth straight over indiana donnie has now gone over in nine of their 11 games this season yeah, fun basketball team to watch, and all starts with Halliburton up top there. If they're going to continue to run at that pace, those are the ones that you circle. When you want to get down on some player props, make sure you're taking a Pacers game. Yep. It's just fun to watch it at that level, both sides, because it forces the other team to go up-tempo, and you can get some of those crazy scores and crazy statistics like we've been getting. And, Donnie, I think Tyrese Halliburton is a great area to look as well. The combo props, points plus assists, as he'll probably have some edges on the odds makers for a little bit of time, not maybe getting some of that national attention there in Indianapolis, but a sensational point guard orchestrating a 7-4 Pacers team at this moment. Elsewhere around the in-season tournament, from the red court in Philly to the bright blue court in Denver, the Mile High City, the Nuggets hosting the L.A. Clippers. Donnie, two Two different perspectives in this game. The Nuggets now have the best record once again at 9-2 and two around the association. And the defending NBA champions are a perfect 7-0 and oh at home in the Mile High City. On the other end, Donnie, it's six straight losses now for the Clippers, including all five games that James Harden has played in Los Angeles. And the offense hasn't been great. 108 points or less in four of those five games with Harden, who had 21 last night. But Nicole Koli just one assist away from another 30-plus point triple-double. He leads the Nuggets to a 111-108 win. Yeah, just another loss here piling up for the Clippers. Much too talented to have a 3-7 and seven overall record. 0-6 oh, on the road. That's quite embarrassing. And also, if you remember back when the Clippers were talking about making a trade with the Philadelphia 76ers, they kept telling you Terrence Mann was, was off the table, absolutely not big part of our future. He's played in four games so far, hasn't scored in two of them. And that includes last night. I was like, well, what did he do, play three minutes? No, he played 28 minutes yesterday, only shot yeah. one time and didn't make it for a minus three. So I don't know what the Clippers were looking forward to. Or that was the reason why they couldn't actually hold on. That's a bad franchise here, but the Denver Nuggets, give them credit. 9-2 on the season after winning the championship last year. 7-0 on their home yeah. court, and also Jamal Murray hasn't been playing. It's, oh, you know, it's too much just for Jokic. You're like, oh, is it apparent that you just need Nikola Jokic, and as long as he's healthy, you dominate everybody in the NBA? Love what I see out of the Nuggets here. 
He makes everybody around him better. And Michael Porter Jr. Yes. only had 10 points last night, two of eight from deep. Aaron Gordon, 20. Reggie Jackson has stepped into the starting lineup. He had 18 last night. Christian Brown off the bench. He had 10. Everybody in Denver plays as a cohesive unit. But again, when the Joker is going to go out there and give you 32 points, 16 rebounds, and nine dimes, finishing just one assist shy of a triple-double, what else could you ask? Paul George on the other side did have 35. James Harden did score 21. I'm pretty sure that's his best performance in a Clippers uniform, at least from the scoring component. But it was Nikola Jokic outdoing everybody on the Clippers. Denver plays as a team. The Clippers do not. I'm not sure Tyron Lue has figured out that rotation. Why not start Terrence Mann? and make it look a little bit different instead of having Russ and James Harden on the floor in the starting five at the same time. A lot to figure out in L.A. And, Donnie, although Victor Wembanyama is in San Antonio, we know the Spurs are going to struggle at times this year. Still a very young roster that is taking their lumps in the NBA, as we saw last night in in-season tournament action in OKC. The Thunder roll over the Spurs, 123-87. OKC, Donnie, booked as a 10 and a half point favorite they have no trouble covering that spread winning by nearly 40 points and Webanyama is a generational player as we were touting him coming into no the NBA and it's fun because we only know what we see so far there's been shit, spots of brilliance and then ooh, okay he's going to go through some of these learning curves which included yesterday yeah. a minus 31 on the court which is embarrassing to say the least but four of 15 from the floor oh of three from three-point range but here's the biggest thing he's the biggest guy on the basketball court Ben, he didn't shoot a free throw last night. Like, that can't be the case. Like, when you're the biggest, tallest guy and you are an advantage over anybody you play against, you should just be able to go. Like, Giannis uses this to his advantage. I'm bigger, faster, and stronger. I'm going to run into, like, a bowling pin, and you will get the foul called on you, yeah. and I'll lay it in and go to the free throw line here. He's got to get more aggressive on the offensive end. I don't mean just taking shots because he took 15, but if you're not getting to the free throw line as a big man, come on now. Get away from that. you got to get to the free throw line, Wemby. Yeah, DRS, it's interesting, right? That's not necessarily his frame or his game at this moment. He only averages about 3.8 free throw attempts per game. He hasn't shot in a free throw in the last two games for San Antonio. <laughs> last night, only Come eight on. points for Wembenyama. That his career low now in the association. The only time he has not reached double digits so far in his young 11-game NBA career. On the other side, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, 28 points seven six and five Donnie the seven being steals Chet Holmgren nine points last night as well the two front runners for the NBA rookie of the year award but if Wemby keeps playing all the games he's going to win this award San Antonio though Donnie from a betting perspective now three and seven against the number as an underdog this year booked as a dog in 10 of their 11 games so far in this NBA season they've allowed at least 114 points in all 11 games OKC's team total last night was in the low 120s they still go over with 123 defensively a struggle for the Spurs I'm sure pop not all that pleased with that mark DRS what a game it was out in San Francisco no Steph Curry aggravating a knee injury the fear is not that he is going to miss a substantial amount of time but maybe the next few games for Golden State the Warriors have not been very good at home this year Donnie just one and four now inside the chase center but it wasn't even the final score it was the first couple of minutes a tussle 
a brawl between the Dubs and the T-Wolves. Draymond Green choking out Rudy Gobert. You know, he's been waiting for a moment like that for many, many years in the association. It started with Jaden McDaniels and Clay Thompson getting into it. Thompson had his jersey ripped on a, it all ends in a three-point win for the T-Wolves, who actually closed as the favorite last night by the Bay, a three-point favorite, but they win by three. Yeah, it's a way to beat the Warriors, I guess, right? Have Steph not play because he's injured, then have Draymond and Clay Thompson kicked out two minutes into the ball game. That's a recipe for success, and Minnesota followed that there. And shout out here, because, look, you have to get your bearings back. For Carl Anthony Towns, he dropped 33 points after that melee, fantastic stuff, and he played 42 minutes in yeah. that basketball game. Good win for the Timberwolves, and if you're not paying attention, the T-Wolves are 8-2 and two after their first 10 games here in the NBA. Yes, they certainly are, DRS, with a Mavericks loss last night in the in-season tournament. The T-Wolves now, that second-best mark in the Western Conference, only behind the reigning NBA champions. Memphis, who's been the number two seed out West, Donnie, each of the past two seasons, without John Moran here in the early going, they are struggling. Only a two-win team this year and last night in Los Angeles. LeBron James and the Lakers put on a show. 134-107. The Lakers, Donnie, covering his a seven and a half point home favorite. Yeah, good win for the Lakers there. Look, you got to start somewhere, right? Because the Lakers haven't had a great season, but the one thing they are doing, Ben, taking care of business on the home court, they moved to 5-0. and And the Memphis Grizzlies are saying like, where is John Moran? Come save my season. What happened, Grizz? Come on, one player's out here. You're 2-9 and nine to open up the season. Tough start for the Memphis Grizzlies, but the Lakers needed that victory and got it yesterday. Donnie, in the last two years without Jaw, Memphis has been sensational yeah, yeah, when Morant has either yeah. been suspended away from the team or injured. Not this year. The Grizz have only covered in three games so far this season as well. NFL buy or sell. That's next. You're on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We are live right here on this Wednesday on the early line on Sports Grid. Now time to play our favorite game around the National Football League. We are going to get into all the conversations following Week 10, setting up this second-half stretch entering Week 11, and the big news yesterday around the National Football League in Buffalo. Donnie Wright's side, are you ready? It's time for NFL Buy or Sell. Let's do it. 
I hope you know I enjoy building you up for the yeah. stinger, only yep. the throat of the animation and not actually yep. ever getting your response. It's one of my favorite things that we can mm -hmm. do here on TEL. All right, Donnie, right side. As we look at Josh Allen, of course, we need it in the context of the offensive coordinator change yesterday up in Western New York. Ken Dorsey fired, let go by the Buffalo Bills yesterday as their offensive coordinator. Joe Brady will now be the new interim OC. There's been some offensive woes no doubt for Buffalo the last few weeks as the Bills have dropped four of their last six games so all of that context Donnie needed for what Josh Allen has done this year he leads the NFL in interceptions 11 in total throughout the first 10 games for Buffalo in INT in six consecutive in the five wins though Donnie for Buffalo this year it's been a lot cleaner football 12 passing touchdowns to only three INTs in those five losses more picks than touchdowns. So, Donnie, buy or sell, the Bills don't have a Ken Dorsey problem. The Bills have a Josh Allen problem. Yeah, I'm selling that here. Josh Allen is the reason why we think they can still make the playoffs, the reason why they might be able to make some noise in the AFC playoffs if they do get there because he's that talented of a quarterback here. Now, things worked out to the best of my knowledge here in Buffalo. No, it hasn't. But also, when you say you lead it in interceptions, he also leads the NFL in touchdowns. Is tied with 19 with Tua Tagovailoa. Mm -hmm. Also, when you take a look at the offense itself, how it moves here, he's top five in passing yards. The offense wasn't the issue here. I understand what the Buffalo Bills did yesterday because they're looking for a spark. They're looking for a fall guy here. And Sean McDermott's not going to make, you know what, guys? Yep. Sorry about that. I'm just going to dip out in the middle of the season, and uh, good luck to everybody else. I think that's the spark the team needs. Of course he's not going to do that. But changes have to be made. You look down the total point and say, hey, Ken, why don't you move on? Joe Brady will be the offensive coordinator. Nothing will really change unless Josh Allen goes nuclear, which he can. But I don't think that was a great move yesterday to fire Ken Dorsey. But as I no. said, I don't really think it was related to on-the-field issues here as much as the head coach should be relying on getting the special teams correctly. You're a defensive-minded yeah. head coach. What is wrong with your defense here? That's more for me. They're injured on defense. I get it. But the reason that they're not performing on the field is not because Ken Dorsey's play calling. Limit the turnovers. Let Josh Allen say, hey, Josh, if you want to run the football here, now's the time to do it. I know from a franchise quarterback perspective, you don't want your quarterback being your leading rusher, but apparently that works for the Buffalo Bills. If the Bills were entering this week at 8-2, and two, you'd say, hey, you know what? Even if the offense isn't moving that well, we're still winning football games. Hey, Josh, don't run the football so much. We need you healthy for the playoffs. We well, you know what happens now? Hey, Josh, don't run from yeah. the pocket oh wait we didn't make the playoffs what did we save it for here watch out for josh allen over the next two to three weeks here taking things into his own hands which means seven carries 68 yards two rushing touchdowns that's what he does when he goes nuke mode here but from the original question i'm selling that ken dorsey wasn't really the issue here josh allen wasn't really the issue here it's actually the head coach and the team the way it's set up now just being injured and not as talented ben as they've been over the past couple of years Ken Dorsey's not the guy that is in charge of special teams that would send out 12 guys or not recognize that maybe there are 12 men on the field and need to take a timeout. That's the head coach. Ken Dorsey's not the guy that gives the football to James Cook on the first play of the game where he has nothing but open space and then is stripped. Ken Dorsey's not the guy that told Gabe Davis to have 
butter on his hands and allowed Josh Allen's fastball to go right through and lead to an interception. Ken Dorsey's not the guy that's responsible for the turnover. So, Donnie, I agree. I'm selling that Josh Allen is the main issue, but I'm not necessarily letting Josh Allen off the hook, and neither is he, by the way. After the season opening defeat against those New York Jets, when Josh Allen was responsible for all four of the turnovers against Gang Green, he walked into the postgame press conference and said, you hate to be the reason your team lost, and tonight, I am that reason. He takes accountability. He takes the onus on himself. It's one thing, though, Donnie, to take the onus, and it's another thing to stop being the reason your team loses. Four turnovers for the Buffalo Bills on Monday night. That is the issue. And, Donnie, it's been the issue. This is not new. This is not in the last month and a half that has led to four losses out of their last six games. This has been the reason that the Buffalo Bills have not been able to reach that ultimate precipice of playing for a Super Bowl trophy. It is the reason they have not won a conference championship in the last three years despite winning the AFC East division. And Donnie, you talked about this with Boomer Siasen yesterday. Is the departure of Brian Dayball really the main issue that has not been able to reel in the playmaker that is the risk-reward of Josh Allen? Maybe so. What you mentioned right there, Donnie, leads the league in touchdown passes, but also leads the league in interceptions. That is Josh Allen to AT. You hope the reward is just more than the risk when all is said and done. We will see the Buffalo Bills, seven difficult games to end out the year at five and five, trying to get to the postseason where things stand in the AFC. Speaking of the AFC, Donnie, and that playoff picture, let's look now at the AFC South. The Jacksonville Jaguars in first by a full game over the Houston Texans. They're at 5-4. and four. The Colts at 5-5. Five and five. Three teams, Donnie, at 500 or better. I'm not sure we ever thought we would say that this year in the AFC South. The Jags still the odds-on favorites to win the division. A minus 450 price to make the playoffs. The Houston Texans, Donnie, if the season ended today, would have that seventh and final AFC postseason spot. Even money, plus 100. The Colts technically in contention. The Titans, not so much. So buy or sell, Donnie. The AFC South will have more than one playoff team in 2023. Without looking at the schedule, I say to myself and sell that because I don't think two teams can actually get in. I do think the Jacksonville Jaguars are the best team in that division. They'll win the division. Therefore, yeah. they're going to make the playoffs automatically here. But as I start to look at the Houston Texans, that's where the team I go to, not the Indianapolis Colts, who quite frankly are playing no. good football here and playing over their head from where I thought they would be at the beginning of the season. But the central focus here is absolutely going to be on the Houston Texans here. Take a look at the schedule. The Cardinals are on deck. Now, the shame of this sometimes is when you play football teams. You would have loved to have gotten a Clayton Toon start going up against the Houston Texans here to get that easy victory. Not going to be so easy with Kyler Murray under the helm, but after that, it's the Jaguars. That's a tough one, but you know where that game's going to be at? That is in Houston. After that, it's the Denver Broncos at home. Now, again, would you have liked to play the Cardinals and the Broncos? in the first six weeks of the season? Yes, because they were an absolute mess. Now playing better football, but after that, the Jets, the Titans, the Browns, the Titans, and the Colts to end it here. The hard part's going to be to say to yourself, okay, I like the way the Houston Texans have been playing. 
But again, they don't have an all-pro quarterback just yet behind center. He's still a rookie. He's playing fantastic football. I get that. But yeah. is anybody going to be upset when the season winds down, the Houston Texans miss the playoffs because, you know, a couple bad games thrown in there from C.J. Stroud? That's what happens when you're a rookie quarterback. doesn't mean you're bad. I mean, heck, Peyton Manning was on an all-time pace to set the interception record. I believe sent it here his rookie season. Yeah. How did his career work out here? There are going to be some growing pains here. Houston has really overachieved. But I'm taking a look at the first half of the season with the Houston Texans and saying to myself, I don't think that's a fluke. I don't think that's a mirage. They played the first couple games without an offensive line. They played games without multiple wide receivers being available to them that normally start here. I like what I see out of the Texans. So I'm going to buy this and say, you know what? More than one team in the AFC South is going to make the playoffs because my focus is now on the Houston Texans and there is a pathway to get to the playoffs. DRS, when you look at Houston right now, the fourth easiest schedule remaining in all of the National Football League, the easiest left in the AFC on that side of the NFL. So that's a huge benefit for this Texan side. I ultimately think, though, Donnie, because two teams trail the Texans right now that we expect to be in the playoff conversation at bare minimum and that we thought were surefire playoff teams before the year, the Bengals and the Bills, that ultimately only the division winner in the AFC South is going to get there. But I said division winner, and I think Houston is going to make it very difficult on Jacksonville to just walk away with the South Divisional crown like we all expected before the year. Jacksonville is the odds-on favorite, but Houston has beaten Jacksonville this year. They play each other again before the end of the year is out. Donnie, I think there's a chance for the Texans to win the division, but ultimately, I only think it's the divisional winner in the AFC South that will reach the AFC postseason. DRS Monday night, a marquee matchup here in week number 11. The Chiefs and the Eagles, fresh off the bye, face off inside Arrowhead in Kansas City, Missouri in a Super Bowl 57 rematch. The Chiefs, the favorites in the ASC, the favorites to win Super Bowl 58 at this moment, the Eagles slightly behind San Francisco in a weird way in the Super Bowl market, but the Birds still the favorites to win the NFC title at plus 220. For those two teams to face off, not with this rematch on Monday, Donnie, but a rematch in Super Bowl 58 is plus 860. So Monday night, Donnie, is not only a rematch of Super Bowl 57, but buy or sell a preview of Super Bowl 58. Yeah, preview of Super Bowl 58 coming in here. By the way, I know we're just talking about this. Deshaun Watson is out for the season here, just being reported. So maybe we can get some updates on that in just a little bit here. But let's get back to the buy or sell right now to see who's actually going to be competing. You like that? I'm breaking news here. I'm breaking news here at this point here. So get ready for that one coming down the line. And that's going to be massive here for who's actually going to make the playoffs in the AFC for a buy or sell that we just chose here. Maybe you thought the Cleveland Browns would get into the playoffs, but maybe not. Now, P.J. Walker is probably going to be there quarterback here moving forward but I do want to answer this question based on statistics here Kansas City and the Philadelphia Eagles Ben as you line this up look I don't know if both of them are going to get here because it's hard to get to the Super Bowl and do it on back-to-back seasons. When's the last time that's happened? I don't think it's ever happened, actually. We had a rematch in the Super Bowl in the following season. But if we're being optimistic here, this game on Monday night is going to go a long way. Why? Because if the Philadelphia Eagles win that football game, I do believe they will get home field advantage in the NFC. If they don't win that football game, Ben, that drops in the two losses and ties in with Detroit. And also, we know the Eagles' schedule is very hard moving forward over the next couple weeks, which means if you can get number 
number one seeding. That means you get all the home games in your own building. And if the Chiefs win that game, the Chiefs will have home field advantage. The Chiefs will wind up getting in the playoffs with all of that momentum again. And Patrick Mahomes will never play a game on the road. So it's interesting. And I love the fact we ask it this weekend. But if I can predict an Eagles victory, I do think there's a legitimate chance that will happen. If the Eagles lose, that's going to actually throw it into turmoil, even though the Eagles will still be tied for the best record here in the NFC, Ben. Yeah, DRS, I picked the Eagles to win the NFC and the Bengals to win the AFC before the year got underway. I still think we're going to see a slightly different Super Bowl matchup, but one of those two teams getting there would not be a surprise by any means. Monday Night Football, the Chiefs now down to a two and a half point favorite. I bet it yesterday, Donnie, when the number was at a full three in favor of KC to get that benefit of keeping the Eagles at a full field goal underdog. Donnie, I'm still trying to wrap my head around the idea that Deshaun Watson is out for the remainder of this season, but let's go over to the NFC where the Minnesota Vikings are the hottest team in the NFL now winning five straight games so Donnie when you look at the playoff odds now minus 230 for this Minnesota team buy or sell quickly Joshua Dobbs and the Vikings can win a playoff game no, can they win a playoff game? Yes, but here's the caveat, Ben. They're going to be on the road for that playoff game. If Josh Dobbs is good enough yeah. to win a road playoff game, my goodness, I've just, you know, under-handicapped the Minnesota Vikings in the worst possible way I possibly can. I don't think they can win a playoff game because, again, it's going to be on the road. Make the playoffs buy. Sell winning that game. Yeah, I'm going to sell that idea. Yeah. The NFL breaking news on the other side of the break here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The big breaking news here around the National Football League that has come down in the last five to ten minutes. You heard it from Donnie Wright's side as we were rolling in that previous segment at NFL Buy or Sell. But news so big, we had to react. DRS Deshaun Watson with a new injury to his right throwing shoulder, a broken bone in that right throwing shoulder that he suffered in the win against the Baltimore Ravens in the opening quarter and somehow played through it, Requires immediate attention and surgery. Deshaun Watson is now out for the remainder of this season, placed on injured reserve by the Cleveland Browns. A full recovery is expected. Deshaun should be able to go by the start of 2024. But now, Donnie, the Cleveland Browns placed Deshaun Watson on IR. He is going to miss the remainder of 2023. 
Yeah, devastating news here for the Browns because it's one of those football teams you're saying, okay, if he can regain any sort of form that he had with the Houston Texans, which looks like coming back healthy, he might have been doing that. Also, a massive win last week and all that momentum you had now pushing forward to say, maybe we can do this. Now, P.J. Walker is going to take the helm, and Ben, I'm sure you'll appreciate this, looking at the Christmas tree now as we light up and I talk about the odds board, dropping numbers, but also 34 and a halves showing up as a total between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Cleveland Browns now could be approaching Iowa territory here but also keep in mind on this PJ Walker has filled in admirably for that football team so the way my handicap mind is spinning right now like maybe we should be taking Cleveland at a little bit of a discount this weekend at home against the Steelers what what the Steelers got a good offense all of a sudden come on now it's not over yet Cleveland Browns I'm just trying to hype you up right now DRS, those ugly games, though, is where the Pittsburgh Steelers thrive. It was a four-point spread in favor of the Browns with Deshaun Watson expected to play or maybe some questions around him. Now just a a two-and-a-half-point number. Not the drastic fall-off I was anticipating. DRS, it was two separate injuries for Deshaun Watson, a high ankle sprain in the opening quarter against Baltimore and a broken bone in that right-throwing shoulder. He played the entire of the game, but now his season has come to a close. More reaction when Hour 2 starts in less than a minute. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 